Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, I'm Michelle Martin. Asia-Pacific markets are trending lower this morning following a sell-off on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo is the worst performer. The Nikkei is down more than 1.5%. The losses are not so severe in Sydney, where the ASX 200 is off a quarter percent. Seoul is trending higher. Joining me now to break down all the market action, including the latest merger news with his Tuesday face, which means he's still glowing from the, the weekend. Ryan Huang, how are you? Morning, Michelle. Doing well? Doing well. A bit of a merger Monday with all the news around what could be shaping up. Absolutely. So just days after Grab successfully raised more than $4 billion US dollars in a listing on NASDAQ, details are emerging of a merger that could pose a threat to the ride-hailing company. Go to. Now, that is a name you need to know. That's a company being formed by Gojek and the Indonesian e-commerce platform Tokopedia. And it's targeting a valuation of $40 billion US dollars, the same as Graham. So Ryan, there have been rumours in the market for some time now about this deal between Indonesia's two most valuable startups. Bloomberg reporting that GoTo is going to be headed by Gojek CEO Andre Solestio. What is the latest? <laughs> yeah, you do have a merger or marriage of two tech startup giants. These are two of the most valuable startups, not just in Indonesia, but in Southeast Asia. So one side, you've got Gojek, which is the Grab competitor, most well-known for their ride-hailing model, where you can get motorcycles, cars, especially in Indonesia, and of course in Singapore as well. And the other side is the e-commerce giant, Tokopedia, which is very similar to Alibaba, a very huge e-commerce platform which is actually one of the most visited websites in Indonesia. So these two combining, you can expect a lot of synergies where they will try to possibly become a super app, which is what Grab is gravitating towards. So this is going to see the likes of Gojek co-chief executive officer. They have actually two CEOs. So one of them, Andre Solistio, will be expected to hit the combined giant when they do merge. And this is the latest we have you have a bit of a management structure starting to shape up with the go-to entity starting to make progress towards eventually being merged. So this is the latest. We have no official details yet. So a lot of reported news at this, at this point. Yeah, at this point, when I look at what's available, I think it's interesting to note that Gojek's investors include some pretty big names like Google, Tencent, Warburg, Pincus, amongst others. Now, we should also note that the merger between Gojek and Tokopedia is still not official. If it does go through, though, how will this new company called GoTo, how is it going to challenge Grab and maybe even that internet platform C? Yeah, despite the promising, exciting prospects of it merging two giants, two startups, it is going to have its work cut out for it because it is going to be facing up, like we pointed about, Grab is going to be a huge competitor. Mm -hmm. It already, to a certain extent, has a huge head start with its synergies with its uh, app, with the financial side, as well as the delivery side. And in many markets, Grab is already beating Gojek. And you also have C, which owns the Shopee platform, also a huge company in terms of how much venture cap is backing C. So it is going to be a cutthroat business and a lot of spending involved when it comes to just out-competing each other. So it is going to be a very interesting next chapter when it comes to mm. the 
competition for becoming the next super app and the right healing uh, app as well. well. Keep an eye on the next chapter for you and uh, keep a look out on that Gojek Tokopedia merger that aims to create Indonesia's largest internet company and one that could have the same valuation as Grab and which challenges Grab in several areas, not just ride hailing, but financial payments and online shopping as well. Now, back here at home, I want to turn to Semcorp Industries. The stock is on a roll. It hit a 10-month high yesterday. It jumped nearly 10% yesterday. It's up 14% over the past week. And that is despite the loss of a major client. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But first, Ryan, why all this excitement over Semcorp Industries? What is fueling the Semcorp rally? You do have a couple of positive news around Semcorp Industries. And one of them is positive ratings coming through from the likes of HSBC and Credit Suisse. And this is pretty much around the optimism over its renewable energy business. So you've got, for example, HSBC raising its target price, not just raising it, actually upgrading its call from hold to buy and raising its target price to 261 from 168. Right now, Semcorp is trading or last closed at 213. So it still has some upside according to HSBC. So this would imply a price to book multiple of 1.3 times, which is slightly above Semcorp's peers. So it is really showing, or at least a lot of investors are taking heart, that there is more upside with the renewable business. At the top of the story, I mentioned Semcorp has lost a major client. So Eastman Chemical is cancelling its utilities agreement with Semcorp. So just how big of a blow is this to the company? Yeah, so for some context, Eastman, Chem- Eastman Chemical is a major customer that was located on Jurong Island. So of course, with the whole shift in many major oil companies towards renewable, away from fossil fuels, this is seeing Eastman Chemical exiting the manufacturing site in Jurong. So in line with that, they are not needing Semcorp Industries services. So if this was something flagged by Semcorp a few quarters ago. Now it has been identified that it's Eastman Chemical. So to a certain extent, this was telegraphed to investors. At the same time, you have to also weigh the future for the Semcorp Industries business. We've been talking about how the renewable business, and this is just reflecting how it is moving towards that direction and Semcorp Industries has been positioning itself for that future growth. So to a certain extent, even though Eastman Chemical made up 5% of its net profit in FY 2020, the future is going to be in renewables, not so much in what was before. Analysts haven't had a chance yet to react to Semcorp's loss of Eastman Chemical, but overall, they appear quite bullish on the company. HSBC has set a target price of 261 for Semcorp, and that is more than 20% above yesterday's closing price of $2.13 a share. And other research houses have raised their estimates for Semcorp as well. Asian markets have opened lower this morning following a retreat on Wall Street overnight. So what is driving the sell-off in the U.S.? Are investors just cashing in on recent gains or is it more than that, Ryan? Well, it's going to be a factor of no news because it was a lackluster session and I think investors were struggling to find any reason to push up stocks higher. And across the board, we saw Wall Street in the red led by technology stocks. And that saw the Nasdaq leading losses 1% down. We saw the Dow snapping a three-day losing winning streak, mm. eventually falling over 100 points or 0.4%. And the S&P 500 also pulling back from record highs down 
around 0.5%. That was actually its biggest drop in almost a month. So what we saw was bond yields actually going up by around 4 basis points to 1.6%. And when bond yields go up, one of the biggest losers typically are the high growth and technology names. And that is seeing the likes of maybe tech names like Tesla, uh, seeing some weakness. And also over the weekend, we saw a bit of weakness in Bitcoin. That seems to be spilling over into wider sentiment with investors getting a bit more jittery. Small caps in the US fell more than the broader market. The Russell 2000 dropped 1.4%. Now, there are a number of corporate headlines this morning. And for this, I'm going to turn to one of my favorite games. It's called Up or Down. So simple. I name a company or an item in the news. Ryan tells us which way it's moving. Are you ready? Let's go. You mentioned this one, Tesla. Yeah, Tesla, not just a victim of the tech pressure overnight. You also have some negative news on the corporate front. And this is around a fatal crash in Texas involving its electric car where two passengers were killed. So investigation is still underway. Mm. So a bit of finger pointing going on right now. Tesla says it's not his fault so far. And you've got a lot of scrutiny around the reliability of his autonomous system right now. So you've got Tesla under pressure on that front, as well as the weekend plunge by Bitcoin, because Tesla, to to a certain extent, has been exposed to the Bitcoin prices because of his $1.5 billion investment in Bitcoin some time ago. Next up, Peloton. Peloton is the exercise equipment maker, and I would say it's down for Peloton because... Share price is down over 7%. And this is around warnings coming through from the US Consumer Product Safety Commission warning consumers to stop using one of its treadmills because of multiple reports of small children and pets being injured beneath the machine, including one death. Mm. But so far, Peloton also is defending itself, calling the warning inaccurate and misleading. But it is still seeing its stock price down. That's Peloton's Tread Plus machine, in case you were curious. Peloton's sliding 7.3%. Next, IBM. IBM would be an up for me, and that is because after four quarters of declines, it has finally posted revenue growth. So it is seeing revenue up 0.9%. And some of the colour I'm drawing from the latest comments is interesting because it is painting a picture where clients are starting to spend again on their IT budgets. And this apparently so from the industries most affected by the pandemic, such as retail and consumer products. Yeah, IBM beating analysts across the board with that first quarter of growth after one year of decline. GameStop. GameStop is an up for me, going by the share price at least 6.3% overnight after news that a CEO, George Sherman, will be stepping down no later than end July. He's not a very well-liked figure. So it seems like GameStop investors are liking that news. Yeah, GameStop shares jumped on the news and the fact that social media investor Roaring Kitty has doubled down on the company rather than cashing in. Next, let's turn to Chinese delivery giant Meituan. Okay, so this is an up for me because it is looking to raise more money through the sale of new stock and convertible bonds to the tune of $10 billion. So it is doubling down on fighting the likes of Alibaba in spaces like online groceries. So more growth ahead with more money to spend. Before we check in on the markets, I have one more question, uh, Ryan. How much would you pay for a pastrami sandwich? <laughs> 
five bucks perhaps. <laughs> yeah, around there. It Unless it's really good. Pastrami too. Yeah, it is. Did you see the story about the New Jersey deli? It's got 35,000 in sales, is deli, but a stock market valuation of more than 100 million. Well, the sandwiches there must be really good. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. $35,000 in sales, yeah. but your market cap at $100 million. More than $100, more than 100 million. million dollars. Yes. People are looking at it as a sort of a parable of what's going awry in our markets right now. All right, the Straits Times Index closed up a quarter percent yesterday at 32.09. How's the blue chip index doing this morning? All right, so looking at the STI, we were last closing on a 3 day winning streak yesterday and going by the morning action so far which is following a bit of a negative um, lead from Wall Street we are looking at the STI right now continuing those gains 0.3% so if it stays this way it will be on a 4 day winning streak it's now at 3,209 and a quick snapshot of the STI it is slightly more in the red and one of the top losers, SIA, down 2.6%. Also yesterday's top loser. Another loser on the table, Singtel, down 1.1%. And Singtel in the news for reviewing its investments in its associates because its Thai subsidiary has received an offer to be bought out. And looking at the other movers to watch out for, Nanofilm is in the news. It is right now up by around 4.2%. And Nanofilm is in the news because of a joint venture it's making with a Tamasic um, unit to use its technology. And another one worth watching is Taibev. Yesterday it was down quite a bit. And this was around news of it deferring its proposed spin-off and listing of its subsidiary beer co. It was down 3.4% yesterday. Today, it is making back some of those gains it, or losses. is down or rather it's up by 0.7% at 72.5 cents. Yangji Jiang shipbuilding was up 5.4% yesterday on the back of some contract wins worth nearly $1 billion. And a quick look at how Yangji Jiang is doing right now. It is in the green, the top gainer so far by over 2%. All right, he's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.